love the Lord tonight.
Lord, we just thank you tonight for this opportunity, this house that you've given to us where we can come and worship your name, Lord. God, with the world around us, they're going crazy out there, Lord. They don't know what to turn to. They don't know where to go. But God, you've given us a word. You've given us a message. God, something where we can come and let off the pressure, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for the word that you've sent to us, Lord. We ask that you anoint Brother John, your servant, Lord, as he comes to this pulpit. God, we ask that you speak through him, oh God. You know the needs of your people, God. You know the the heart's cry of your people, Lord. You know what they need. May you send Brother John over this pulpit, oh God. And may you speak words, oh God, that cut away things in people's lives, Lord. God, may change break tonight, oh Lord. God, may... May people be freed from whatever they are bound from, O Lord. May sickness flee every individual here tonight, Lord, and anybody that hears these words, O God. O God, your healing power is still the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. O God, the ones that we do know that need a healing touch are Brother Ron Spencer, Lord. O God, Brother Tom, we just go to those individuals, O God, and just continue to heal their bodies, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you this evening as you have your seats. We're going to have a baby dedication. Then we're going to turn the service right to the minister. Another word. Brother John's going to come and dedicate Brother Jeremy and Sister Abigail's baby. Brother Jeremy's already up here. Amen. The gifts are at work in the body. Amen. Nice to be here. We don't want to delay that. So, Brother John, if you want to come up, should we sing a song, Brother Ryan? Bring them in, bring them in. Step a little closer, brothers and sisters. Amen. Well, we're so happy tonight for Brother Sebastian, Jude, Stephen, Revis that's here to be dedicated. He's a miracle son. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We welcome you, Brother Sebastian. Amen. Uh, Brother Jeremy and Sister Abigail, the parents of Brother Sebastian. And um, I don't know if it's possible, Brother John, or the Directors to show Brother Tim Dodd in the service uh, in Cloverdale. His grandparents are here tonight. Brother Stephen and Sister Tracy Revis are here. God bless you, Brother Stephen and Sister Tracy. And Brother Tim Dodd also is the, the grandpa of Brother Sebastian, our dear Sister Abigail's father. And then we want to acknowledge Sister Sarah uh, Dodd and Sister Esther Dodd and many of the Dodd family that would have loved to have been here tonight for this dedication amen sebastian was born on saturday march the 9th uh, 2020 
what, what day was it? It was May. What did I say? All right. Thank you, Sister Abigail. Let's start over again. Sebastian was born on Saturday, May the 9th. That date means something. We'll, we'll, we'll speak about that in just a moment. But the Bible says in Psalms 127 verse 3, children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And if Sebastian uh, could speak tonight and know his grandparents and his aunties, his believing uncles and Christian aunties, his godly grandparents and godly parents, if Sebastian could speak. I believe he'd say like David in Psalm 16, the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. They have a goodly heritage. Brother Sebastian, if he could speak, knowing these things, a heritage is a possession. It's an inheritance. It's more than earthly property, Brother Jeremy, Sister Abigail. It's more than money that Sebastian has inherited. It's more than lands and property, but the portion or the share that has been given to Brother Sebastian is so heavenly. And we thank God for it. To have what a heritage and to have a whole assembly of saints cheering on his Christian walk. I mean, Brother Sebastian, you are a rich man, my brother. You're a very rich man. To have all of us cheering you on, I believe your heritage is of the Lord. And it's a goodly heritage. Now Sebastian. Sebastian means one that is revered. And that is one in whom you feel deep respect or admiration for. And um, brother, brother Jeremy and Sister Abigail might not know this. But in the French language and the Latin. Sebastian means expressing intense force. <laughs> So we need to watch Brother Sebastian. If he is revered and expresses this part of his nature, expressing intense force. That's Brother Sebastian. Now, Brother Jude, his, his next name is, comes from the name of Judah, which means thanks. And Stephen is actually a family generational name, which means a crown. So tonight, may Sebastian... Our prayer for you, Brother Sebastian, is may Sebastian manifest a revered character of Christ that is crowned with expressing thanksgiving. What a life. What a heritage. And tonight I want to, in this baby dedication, acknowledge the Rivas family. Each one of them and how they have really risen. Uh, Brother Jeremy, Sister Abigail, and to your extended family that's here. Actually, the Frey family, which is part of their family. I want to acknowledge them tonight that have in the last months has really risen and shown a real giving heart and a presence this year. And we want to acknowledge that. And as the body of Christ, we appreciate it. By your presence and by your giving, it means a lot to us all. And tonight are may the Holy Spirit, which is a perfect father, Brother Jeremy, and a perfect mother. Sister Abigail, give Jeremy and Sister Abigail his wisdom, God's wisdom, and his understanding and his leadership. Now, before we pray, I wanted to mention this about Brother Sebastian being a miracle son. Because uh, last summer of camp, not this summer, but last summer on August the 2nd, uh, here on this grounds, right, Brother Jeremy and Sister Abigail, 
They both went forward for prayer. And they had two desires and two requests. One was health needs for Brother Jeremy. And the second, Abigail desired to be a mother. And the minister prayed for a double blessing. That service that day for two miracles, for health and for a child. And on September the 13th, 2019, a month after camp, they found out they was expecting. But if you go back on the month, Sebastian was born on May the 9th, 2020. Sebastian is actually a miracle child. Right from that prayer came healing for our brother Jeremy and came a miracle child for this home. To God be the glory. We thank God for that. And um, our desire for you, brother Sebastian... In this dedication is just just to give him back to the one that gave him as a miracle to this family to give him back to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we all as brother Anthony prayed in his prayer. A lot of the future might seem uncertain naturally in this life, but placed into the hands of Jesus that's in control of all things. He has promised brother Sebastian and to the Rivas family that God's going to take care of all the situations and all the issues that come up. Amen. Brother Sebastian, you come to Brother John. Amen. I think you will. Now, in Mark chapter 10, verse 16, again, the Bible says, He took them up into His arms and put His hands upon them and blessed them. And so tonight, the hands... Of the Lord Jesus that gave this son to brother Jeremy and sister Abigail for these months. They've held him. But tonight, let's give him back to our Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father. Our hands seem so frail and weak and small tonight. That brother Sebastian has been placed into our hands. I'm sure brother Jeremy and sister Abigail at times feel frail and small. Not knowing. But Lord, tonight, a life that is given over and dedicated to you, Jesus. What greater hands, what greater heart could they give him to but to you, Lord? So tonight, we are praying for the health of our brother Sebastian. We're praying for his protection over whatever time would be until now. And the body change. May our precious brother Sebastian Jude Stephen. May the power of God surround his life. We pray for a sound mind. And we pray for overcoming power. May the atmosphere that's in the Rivas home. That is charged with the message of this hour and the Holy Spirit. His heritage is of the Lord. He has a goodly heritage. When I think of his grandparents, his grandfather... When I think of his Christian uncles and his believing aunties. And when I look into the faces of a congregation like is in the chapel or in Cloverdale tonight. I think of many believers that are, that are supporting Brother Sebastian. We don't see nothing but success before him. So Lord, tonight we give him into your hands. We give him back into your hands, into your heart for the glory of God. May this young man be a testimony. And bring a lot of joy to the Rivas family and to the body of Christ. Lord, all together tonight, we bless him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother Sebastian. Amen. God bless you, brother. 
Jeremy and Sister Abigail. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Tonight, let's stand and sing another song. I think we got time to sing. I wanted to sing, Brother Ryan. We are heirs of the Father. We are number 543, I think. I didn't give this song yet to the brothers. 543, we are heirs. We are joint heirs with the Son. Amen. So tonight, let's sing this before we go. Oh, we are heirs of the Father.
Let's just pray one more time. If you'd like the Lord to speak to you tonight, you can lift your hand. You can just say, God, come by my way here. You see me in my pew in my chair. You see me at home. You see me, Lord. Lord, what a grateful people tonight with hearts of thanksgiving. We rejoice, Lord, and lift our voices, lift our hands, lift our hearts, Jesus. What great things you have done for us. What mighty, mighty works you have done among us, Lord. Even thinking of Brother Sebastian, Lord, to come just over a year ago on the same property. Bring a miracle of healing for our, the father, Brother Jeremy, and then to bring a son. The very desire of Sister Abigail's heart. And tonight we can stand on the same property and dedicate him and give him back to you. Lord, in our arms and in our lives, everything is fleeting and just passing. But in your hands and in your arms, everything is just eternal. It's wonderful, Lord. So take us into your arms tonight, Lord. Dedicate us individually and consecrate us individually. Thank you for the musicians. Thank you for the atmosphere. We come into this chapel. We come into the sanctuary and the balcony in Cloverdale. We come into our homes. We, we've connected in and logged in tonight at a certain time. We've been invited. There's been a channel opened up for us to receive, Lord, at home, wherever we're at. Be with the unspoken request. Some came in a little bit later. I pray for that need of our sister that came in. Hands are lifted up. You know all of us. Just minister, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. We thank you for what you're going to do tonight. How you're going to speak to us. How you're going to move our hearts. How your love is going to come down and make a difference, Lord. We've sang songs. We've prayed. We've had a baby dedication. What more could we have but you to come by our way and speak to us? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you musicians and thank you brothers for can we turn to the book of exodus chapter 12 it would be so wonderful exodus chapter 12 verse 8 amen exodus chapter 12 verse 8 tonight we're going to speak on remaining under a positive token Remaining under a positive token. Just uh, maybe a simple word of exhortation, encouragement, but just about halfway through the service, it might just take a turn as this week we felt to go in that direction. And some of the things Brother Michael Ray spoke on Wednesday was just exactly along these lines. And I thought, Lord, what are you trying to say to us? What are you trying to Speak to someone. So tonight we want to speak on remaining under a positive token. Exodus chapter 12. Let's go back to that first token night. When we can see you in Cloverdale and all that gathered there. We can see you in the sanctuary. So thank you and those in the chapel and those that are at home tonight or in your cars or homes. We welcome you. Exodus chapter 12 verse 8. And they shall eat the flesh in that night. Roast with fire. And unleavened bread. And with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw. Nor sodden at all with water. But roast with fire. 
his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. Or the insides or all of it. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded and your feet. Sorry, your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. In other words, they were to be ready. They were to be prepared. For I, Exodus 12, 12, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now tonight I want you to notice in verse 12, the judgment. I will execute judgment because tonight I want to speak about that judgment part. God has given the bride a promise that will keep us from the judgment. It's always very positive. But in verse 12, we see him passing through the land of Egypt and smiting the firstborn in the land of Egypt. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Verse 13, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations and ye shall keep it a feast for an ordinance forever. Verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token. Tonight this message of the token lingers even into October 2020. We are under a positive token. So tonight let's remain under that. And I want to speak on that. Remaining under a positive token. God bless you. Thank you. You can have your seats. Maybe just a little bit brother Jonathan. Now, before we go into the word tonight, I want to acknowledge uh, Brother Ellie uh, Quizero that's here just on the front row. Maybe just raise your hand, Brother Ellie. Brother Ellie, we had a baptism uh, this last Thursday night, and actually it was a rebaptism. So I wanted the congregation to know these things aren't uh, just private, but it's uh, it's public. We wanted to make it known, Brother Ellie. It was a rebaptism. Uh, Ten years ago, uh, Brother Ellie gave his heart to the Lord in Africa, in Rwanda. And it was in a church uh, that you might say uh, might not really be um, believing really all the message, we would say. And there was a visiting minister that came from another country and spoke a service and he was convicted. Uh, But after he never had a time of speaking about baptism or what it means or what it really... I didn't settle into his heart really what he was doing. So after all these years, the Lord just came again to Brother Ellie and just uh, brought that conviction. And he spoke to us a couple weeks ago about this. And then this uh, last week reminded us again. And so we just made the time and and was together with a few of the ones that he had desired to be together. But I wanted to make it public tonight. And we want to say, Brother Ellie, God bless you. And Sister Mimi. Amen. We had a time in the Word. We were able to spend time in the book of Acts and the 
a book of Romans and go over the scripture and pray together. And I believe it just means so much more now. Amen. Remaining under a positive token. Brother Branham, in the token message, which you know was 1963 and September the 1st, it was the message that he spoke in the morning and in the evening, he said it was the message to follow the opening of the seven seals. So there's something that is deep about this preparation message that tonight, even in October 2020, we are, the bride is making herself ready under this token message. I may believe that. Tonight, I just want to put it in a little bit of an order for you so that maybe you would understand kind of the steps of where we're at um, living as believers. And there's been some questions maybe about the order of things. So I just put it down here in an order and, and I'm going to take a part of this order of where we're going and speak about the white throne judgment uh, in just a little bit. But Tonight we are living in a preparation season where the bride is making herself ready and getting ready for the rapture. But the very next event is to be the resurrection. And that could happen at any moment. That could happen at any day. There is nothing left for the church but the resurrection of the saints. That's number one. And then we are going to be with them for about 30 or 40 days. You can look in the scripture. You can look at what Brother Branham taught and we will see the resurrected saints. And then there will be the rapture. That will be the going away of the sleeping saints. And then now they've arisen and the living saints. And that's what we call the rapture or the catching away. And then there's going to be three and a half years of tribulation. When the bride leaves, when the Holy Spirit leaves and the blood leaves the earth, you talk about a tribulation. But that's going to be three and a half years on the earth. And that's going to be at the same time, three and a half years of a wedding supper. Thank you, Brother Derek. A three and a half years of a wedding supper and a marriage supper that we're going to be at that place. And we don't want to be at the tribulation. So there's a name tag for you for the wedding supper. And for the marriage supper, and that's three and a half years. And right during that time is when the two prophets of Revelations 11, which is Moses and Elijah, is being made known to Israel. That's right during the time of the tribulation on the earth and then the wedding supper for us. And then the the earth is going to go through a lot of chaos at that time. Then after that time, there's going to be a thousand year millennium for the bride. And that's one thousand years of time. Where Satan is bound, but where the bride is in her honeymoon. And you've heard a lot about the millennium. But then right after that millennium is going to be a second resurrection. And then there'll be a white throne judgment. And I want to speak about that in just a few minutes. Because there's a lot of maybe misunderstanding or about that event of the white throne judgment. But at the white throne judgment... Where uh, that's be after the second resurrection where all was going to come before the Lord and before the bride. And that will be where those that will be um, given to go to hell. And we know that uh, hell is not eternal. It's a space of time 
or there will be those that will be allowed to go into heaven. And we, we believe that there's going to be saved ones that will receive a reward. There's going to be sleeping virgin. There's going to be those that were good to the bride. There's going to be those that are granted eternal life. And that's going to be at the white throne judgment. But the saints are going to be with Christ judging at the white throne judgment. And then after that is our future home. When we speak about heaven, when we speak about the land beyond the river, when we speak about our new bodies, when we speak about our our, our eternal heaven, that is our future home. So I wanted to just maybe lay that out a little bit for you tonight to say that's where we're going. That's the direction of for us. We're waiting at any moment for the resurrection of the saints. And just in the last two or three minutes, what Brother John spoke to you is right out of the message. But do you know that there's many in denominations, many in the world, they debate, they fight, they fuss. And for you and I, it's just like talking around the coffee table. God has given you a revelation. He's given you a word in due season. As our brother Anthony prayed, we thank God for the message of the hour. We thank God that our little brother Sebastian Jude could be born in a home that has a believing mother and father believing grandparents, believing uncles and aunties and a church all around him that is pressing forward. We're like we heard this morning our precious brother Murphy speaking upon being stricken and, and then going on and becoming that masterpiece. That's what you and I tonight are going through. Whatever we're going through is for that great climax when we're going to look back in this pale of time and nothing negative is going to mean anything anymore. So tonight I wanted to dwell on the positive part of the token. Because we're living in such a negative hour. And I'm not going to spend hardly any time on that. You know that on the on the U.S. side it's a negative hour. And on the Canadian side that had their uh, British Columbia voting yesterday. No matter what party or group a person chooses to vote for or be with. It's just chaos. There's nothing real in this world. It's so negative. But I'm glad that we've received such a positive token. Where the blood shall be unto us and to our families. It shall be a blood that is dripping. It's a positive token. It's a Holy Ghost token. And Brother Branham in that message of the token said the Holy Ghost is our identification. It's what identifies us as Christians. Not our membership in churches. Not our understanding of the Bible. Not how much you know about the Bible. It's how much you know about the author and how much the author is living in you. He said, it's yourself gone. You're no more. You reckon yourself dead and the token is what lives in you. And it's not your life. It's him. It's not your life. It's him. How many believe that's a positive life? So now it's not yourself anymore, but it's him living. So it's remaining then under that positive token that Paul said, the life that I now live, he lived a different life from what he once did. And it's not me, but it's Christ living in me. There is the identified token that God required and our identification with our sacrifice, the life of our Savior in us. The Holy Spirit. Oh, what a positive token. There cannot be any more token. He said, if you could catch the thought of it. And if I had the power this morning, he said, with words to express and place into your soul. 
Not in your ears, but in your soul. And you can see the guarantee of it. It makes you so relaxed. Now tonight, we're not talking about relax, like compromising and just letting go like that. But if we could just let the Holy Spirit come into our hearts. And just come down into our souls. Not our ears. Not a sermon. Not a preacher. Not a gathering. But the Holy Spirit coming into our soul. It would make us so relaxed. It would just make us to a place where nothing of the world would matter anymore. And the battle that we're going through would be so limited to Satan putting a vice on us anymore. It would break all of that. Let's go to a scripture that's so familiar. And I'm jumping ahead to Joshua chapter 2. Brother Jonathan, can you just lower me a little bit? I don't want to be crowding out the people. Joshua chapter 2. My, we, I remember someone in the church, they used to always say, stop screaming at the people. Stop screaming and spitting and yelling at the people. So, okay. All right. So we'll just talk to the people tonight. Amen. Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2. Remember, this is Rahab, which has received a token protection in the time of judgment. Now, tonight... I want you to be thinking about judgment. And it might seem like a heavy word, like judgment. But on top of all of that, I want you to be remaining with our thought that it's a positive token. And that God has given us a promise to keep us from the judgment. So the bride, this is our judgment of the word. That's why we're so serious and sometimes earnest with it, Brother Jerry, is because it is life and death. If we don't have the token, if we don't have the Holy Ghost, if we don't have the life of Christ, when the resurrection happens and the rapture goes, we're going to be left here. And then you talk about the misery of a person that has heard the message and will go through a tribulation knowing they were in services, they were in meetings, they heard about the token, they heard songs about the token, they lived around people that were positive, that loved the Lord, and they never took that step. Tonight we need to take that step. And maybe it's a person that's growing up in the message and from a child or a teenager, even in your 20s, And then as you grow, you mature and you realize our mistakes and how we treated the Lord or what we've been missing all these years. And But then there comes a wonderful moment when God makes himself real and and you feel ashamed or embarrassed that you've treated him that way. You say, well, what should I do, Brother John? Well, it's time to just repent and let that go and then move on with God. Don't be judged with the world. Don't be let um, criticism or condemnation uh, be be what labels your life. The word is your life. What what God's saying to you tonight is the Holy Spirit to keep you from judgment. So we look in Joshua chapter two verse twelve. Now this is a, a predestinated seed that is groaning, as Brother Murphy said, in travail. Therefore, I pray you. Swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will show also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. I, I want something true. I, I want something that's genuine. I, I've heard a lot of lies in my life. I've been lied to. I need something true. She was earnest. 
And that ye will save, verse 13, alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have. Wow. My father, my mother, my brethren, my sisters and all that they have. And deliver our lives from death. Or I want to be delivered from the judgment. I I don't want to go down with the wicked. I I don't want to be destroyed. I have heard about what you've done to other nations. I have heard the power of the word. I don't want death for my future. And the men answered her. I want you to notice these were not. It wasn't the prophet of the age. It wasn't the leading priest. It was two brothers of spies that answered her, our, our life for yours. If you utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. Notice verse 12. The last words of verse Uh, 12 was give me a true token I want a positive token that will deliver me from this place and brother Branham said the Holy Ghost is a positive token that your lamb died and you receive the token upon yourself for his very life is in you hallelujah do we believe in the Holy Ghost tonight now Now what's in brother John's heart after all these years and years and years and even this year. Our children and our young people deserve to remain in an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost can move. Where the power of God can call them. Where the word can go out with power and unction and conviction and bring predestinated seed to life. And we never want to get the message and get our services down to just hearing him, uh, hearing um, words and and getting down, getting it right down to an hour, you know, and getting everything down in our charts and then walking out the same. I believe that we are in a season of meetings where God can transform lives. Where the Holy Ghost can fill a person while they're hearing the word and then under anointed ministry and preaching. Some of our children and young people and even older ones can come to themselves and be saved. It's the same burden that was in Rahab. Her life was a mess. Saying, I just want something true. I just want something positive. I've had a lot of negative in my life. And that's where the bride is tonight. Just give us uh, uh, something that is true. And, and here comes the words of a prophet. The Holy Ghost is a positive token. For his life. His very life is in you. There's no make believe. There's no put on. There's no impersonation. It's there. You know it. And the world knows it. The token is there. I was listening to this message. I don't know if it was my wife and I coming here. This morning, but I I was listening to Brother Branham speak out of the token. And he said, they were to put the blood on the doorpost. They weren't to put it on the chicken coop. They weren't to put it out some backside somewhere where nobody saw it. They were to put it on the doorpost. It was, they were to be unashamed of the token. Because it's positive. No, tonight, let's, can we step back into that night? The first thing you know, Brother Branham described this, a great big hum 
like a roar. Brother Jonathan or someone there in Coverdale could put a hum through the audio. It would be like, like a hum, a roar coming through the land. And I see the old priestly father walking up and down the floor just as sturdy as he could. And I can hear a little boy say, Daddy, I'm the eldest in the house and I'm kind of scared. And he said, don't worry, son. The blood's on the door. Oh, I've never heard the wind sound like that, daddy. And the father said, that's the judgment of God. And Brother Branham said, that's what we're heading for now. We've rejected mercy and there's nothing left but judgment. So he's talking about a people. He's talking about a nation. He's talking about a church denomination that's rejected mercy. There's nothing left but judgment. He said, when you spurn, can you imagine spurning, pushing off the love of God? There ain't nothing left for you but judgment. Howling winds everywhere. That's what's all this about. Perplex of time and distress between nations. He said, it's judgment. And you can put a good character in every county and you still couldn't stop it. Now, we're right in the middle of election time here in Whatcom County, which is in the state of Washington, which is in the state, which is in the United States. And this is an election year. British Columbia just is going through their election time. And yesterday was their voting day. But I'll say what the prophet said. You can put a good character in every county, which would be like Surrey. And you have Cloverdale, Langley, and different cities inside of Surrey. But a county, we have Whatcom County. He said you could put a good character in every county and you still couldn't stop it. He's talking about the onslaught. He's talking about the negative winds of judgment that is coming. And he said, men, they're going to drink. Women are going to smoke cigarettes. You're going to go onto your shows. You can go on carrying on like you always did, like a hog to its wallow and a dog to its vomit. No more respects for God than nothing in the world. And the people that's trying to live right, you call them holy rollers and fanatics and everything else. Not knowing that your own soul is weighed in the balance. Weighed in the balance and wanting nothing but judgment. But judgment. That's where the world's going. Judgment. Judgment. And the bride is going in the rapture. Like, in the rapture. It's like nothing. We're weighing tonight the scales of our living. I was thinking just in my cabin, uh, the, 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 the church provided, Derek and brother Matt provided for us here this afternoon. And I was thinking of those that owned yachts. You know, and, and when their life is over and when they miss it and they go into hell, do you think that they're going to have a yacht in hell? Do you think those that miss the rapture and go into the regions of the lost are able to thumb through and see what, you know, NFL game they want to watch this afternoon? Because, you know, we're in this waiting time. We're in this time. Do you really think that they have the
the opportunity to choose what sport, you know, the, the World Series is on or the NFL is on. Do you really think that that's what it's like in hell? Is all the demons, you know, taking everybody's order for coffee or a mocha or latte or do you want a triple shot or a vinte? Do people's got in their minds some fantasy and the regions of the lost in hell is nothing that no one wants to go to? We're talking about someone that spurns the token, that spurns the message, that spurns God's grace. But the world and even denominations puts everyone in heaven. They put them in a good place no matter how they've lived. And that is not the truth. The message of the hour is our only escape. I think there should have been a lot of response from Amen. Jesus Christ is the answer for this generation. No, they're not going to have their yacht. No, they're not going to have their mansion. No, they're not going to have their, you know, their hockey ring that they won three, you know, Stanley Cups. They're not going to have that little shelf in, in, in down there in hell. I'm sorry. They're not going to have all of that in hell and be able to reap all. Look at this and what a nice, you know, we had a second home and a little cabin by the lake. Friends, if you miss the rapture, it's all horror from then on out. And I think sometimes we miss it even, even now, presently, to show that, you know, if we, it can become so easy and just believe the message. And we can raise our children where, you know, when, when Brother John was being raised and some of you that came to the Lord when certain messages were preached in a certain way. Where there is a hell to shun. There is a judgment to get away from. And I'm concerned lest everybody's accepting. And it's so easy. And we've got to be careful with the people. We need to be careful with the people. But their souls in balance tonight that I'm afraid of God would come tonight. Are they being weighed in the balance? Are they going in the right way? And we're here to encourage one another to remain under a positive token. But it just seems like those that want to live wrong and you can put a good character in every county, you still wouldn't stop it. And then people that are trying to live right, you call them holy rollers and fanatics and you criticize and push them off. I mean, can you imagine people that would pray for you, that would stand for you, that would love you and people push them off. Brother Bam said, I can hear the little fella down in Egypt now, remember, in Goshen. The little fella saying, Daddy, go out and take a look and see that the blood's there. I can see the little girl and the little boy. They're holding hands. Maybe it'd be like Sister Sammy's children there. Akia and Camden and Logan holding hands saying, Mommy, Mommy. It's their butt on the door and they're holding hands and they go to the window and they say, Daddy, come here. Look here. And I look and out across Egypt, there's these two black wings folding back and forth what is it he said it's death and i see it swoop down like this and a scream come up from the house there was no blood there and death struck the family separation again there's that loud hum and noise and blackness and and the wings swoop down over a house. And, ah! And what, what do you, you say? Oh, it's funny. Oh, that's funny. No, death struck the house. There was no blood there. And Brother Branham said it's passing over tonight too, brother. Not physical, but spiritual. And as they led in a natural way, he's leading in the spiritual today. That was an example, a shadow. 
Brother Branham said, I see that done. And I hear women running out, screaming, screaming. They're running out of their house and the family's all like that. The elder son was dead. I can hear the little daddy go and the little fella go and shake his daddy and say, Daddy, daddy, go look again and be sure. I can see the old father go back to the old door and say, Yes, son, she's there. Tonight I'm talking about a positive token. Yes, son, it's there. Brother Stephen Rivas could say to Sebastian, his grandson, Yes, son. Yes, grandson, it's still there. What is it? It's the token. It's the literal life is there. It's there in the church. It's there in the chapel. It's there in Cloverdale. I'm not talking about a a, a physical blood tonight. I'm speaking about the life of Jesus Christ. It's there. How many want to see more of it then, friends? It's, It's the life pushing out through this flesh, through this carnal realm that's failing. But then once inspired and sparked by the Holy Spirit, it starts pushing out with signs and wonders and healings and just the Holy Spirit filling a heart right there, making them free. Even while they hear the word and the daddy says, yes, son, it's there. Are you sure that we're protected, daddy? Yes, sir. Well, how do you know? Said God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Praise God tonight in this little service. The message is still the same. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Watching for the blood. Here comes the angel. This, I'm just concluding on this. Here comes the angel. Comes moving down. I see it move and it swerves from place to place. And I see it make a dive. And it goes down into a house, goes down over a house, and then turns back again. I seen the blood. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. I want that to be the voice of the angel when it comes through in this hour. I seen the blood. Here it comes to this house, and I see it come down. And the little fella said, oh, daddy, are you sure? We're perfectly sure, son. And the angel slips down to the door, spreads its big wings to go in. And I see the blood and it takes its flight away. And Brother Branham said, hallelujah, what's the matter? He's seen the blood. Now tonight, whatever that is, we need that blood on the door. We need that Holy Spirit. When I see the blood, I will pass. Brother Branham continues on in the token and says, there it is. It cannot perish. The life lays over it. It's a token and it lays over that little body and lays over that soul of that person. There is a token over there, the Holy Spirit, that it belongs to God. It's his. When I see the token, I'll pass over you. A positive token. The Holy Spirit is our token. Therefore, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you've passed from death to life. That's all there is to it because life is in you. You can no more perish. Rahab, I'm going to give you a promise of just a word. Just leave this little cord out here. 
I mean, how complicated? How, it, it's very simple. Just leave this hanging out the window. And you all know the rest of the story. When they marched around the walls, her house was the only one standing when everything was smashing in. Friends, I, I, if I could speak for your future, you want to be found with the blood hanging out of your doorway. Whatever people say, whatever they think, you want to have the token applied. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 25. God bless you there in Moverdale. We can see you. We can see you turning your pages. God bless you. Matthew chapter 25. God sees you too. Here in this chapel, out on the internet, in your homes, in your cars, God sees you. Lord, we're remaining under this positive token you've given to us. We're remaining. We're not running out there, Brother Lucas. We're not running out there and getting crazy with the world. This isn't a time to get crazy with the world. It's time to stay in the house and let the message, let the token, let the life of Jesus just do a change within our lives. That's what we want. Because running out into the world and running down the streets brings death. Matthew 25, we're just going to read verse 21 and verse 23. Matthew 25, 21 and 23. And I'm not going to speak about this a story or parable about the context of it. I just want to bring out the end of the story. Matthew 25 verse 21. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Matthew 25, 21. I gave the wrong verse, didn't I? Matthew 25, 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 23. I'm taking a turn right now in the service. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. That might sound simple tonight, but that's the word that every believer and every son and daughter of God desires to hear at the end of our journey. I was mentioning this to Brother Cobus just a few minutes before the service starts. How many here would like to hear that at the end of your lives? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of thy Lord. You make him Lord on earth, so he's your Lord in heaven. I think that's the words that all of us 
want to hear. That's every son and daughter of God want to hear those words. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. And Brother Bradham said, no devil, no sickness, no death, no sorrow, nor nothing else can bother you as long as you hold that token over it. Your unchanging faith just pulsates that. And it forms the form of Jesus Christ, the image that you're walking in today. And it's a sign. When I see the token, I'll pass over you. It's a sign that the price has been paid. Jesus, Jesus paid the price. And you received it from him. And you're holding the token in your hand. And you have an assurance of the resurrection. You have the assurance that everything. Just listen here. Everything you have need of in this journey. Is provided in that token. Of his suffering at Calvary. Where he met the price of every curse. That could be put on you. Oh I think we ought to rejoice tonight. Every curse that Satan would want to put on you, the token breaks that curse. I don't care if it's a generational curse, a family curse, a family trait, or a sickness, or some condition that Satan's always trying to bring a complex in your life. He meant every price of every curse that could be put on you. We have that assurance tonight, and the token speaks peace. Hallelujah. Peace. That's why it's a guarantee that just makes you relax. It doesn't make you nervous and upset and troubled, but it makes you relax. That's a person that's living from the benefits of the token. He said there's no devil can stand before it. There's nothing can stand before it because God has accepted it and you hold the token in your hand that the price has been paid. It's a positive token. Tonight we need to hold that token in our prayers and God wants to answer your prayers. Have you prayed today? Have you asked the Lord specifically? Have you put something before you? I challenge you tonight to put something before the Lord and ask him. I'm just thinking in my heart, and we've been able to have services in this chapel for a few months now. But I believe every single person that has been prayed for at this altar, God has done something supernatural for them. Sister Lisa is right in this service. She came up last Sunday night and had a need in her back and was just struggling in her back and troubled with back pain. And we laid hands on her. We've had back pain. We know what that's like. And we laid hands on her and prayed for her. And Sister Lisa, I followed up with her. She said, I should have given a testimony. God has touched my back. I'm able to sleep. I'm all as well. Is that right, Sister Lisa? Hallelujah. Brothers have come up with needs in their jobs and God has met them. Situations in homes and families. It's not, it's not God that is getting weak. It's our faith that gets weak. It's a positive token. But to reject God's mercy and I'm just taking a turn here. Because to reject God's mercy and spurn it is to go into judgment. And this week I listened to God doesn't call a man to judgment without first warning him. This is 1963, July, July the 24th, 1963. You've you've maybe heard it, warning before judgment. And Brother Branham speaks about that and how God warns a man 
before bringing him to his death. I want everyone to listen. Before a a man or a woman would come to death, you would say, well, I I just think it's just life goes and life it goes and whatever happens it goes. And Brother Branham is saying, no, God warns a man before bringing him to his death. He said, everyone has this. He said, we might say, well, this fellow died without a warning. He said, no, 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 God, never. You don't know what was in that man's heart and you don't know what's been going on in his life. God never brings any man to his death without first warning him about it and telling him it's something, a preparation. Is everyone listening here? Oh, you say something happened, Brother John, so suddenly and someone was gone. Oh, I just think that, oh, it's so shocking to us. But Brother Branham said, God does not allow any man to come to that point without dealing with him. He said, we don't know what was in that man's heart. You don't know what's been going on in his life. God is sovereign. And he knocks at the heart of every man. This is incredible. Every man gives him the opportunity to come. He might warn away and turn it down and shake his head and walk away and say, Ah, it's just a funny feeling. I'll get over it. Oh, but anyhow, Brother Branham said it was God. God was speaking to him. wonder sometimes we hear messages or we're in services or we hear something being said. We need to take note of that. God is trying to speak to us. He said God never even brings judgment upon the earth without first giving people a warning. God never does nothing but declaring at first what he's going to do. I think of even tonight and the simplicity of Brother John just laying out here that We're in a preparation time and making ourselves ready. And the next thing is the resurrection. The next thing is the rapture. The next thing is a tribulation. The next thing is the millennium. The next thing is the second resurrection and the white throne judgment. That's God's mercy to us. He's just laying it all out there. He's giving us a warning. Before judgment strikes this world, he's giving the bride a warning that I want you to to miss the judgment. I want you to go past that judgment and be with me. Oh, God's decision is always perfect and there's nothing that can ever change it. Now tonight, before we go, this white throne judgment. And when you hear Brother Branham speak about it in different places. In one message he said... 1964, the white throne judgment, God help, I don't want to be there. So he's not talking about being with the bride and judging the earth and judge. He's talking about don't be on the side where you've appealed your case there and that's all you have. Don't be the type of person that misses the rapture and misses, goes through a tribulation and then says, I'm just going to appeal to the white throne judgment. This is our judgment tonight. Brother Branham said, I don't want to be there. He's talking about a person that has missed the rapture, that's missed this time. And the seed shall not be heir with the shut. Brother Branham said, that's why the rapture of the royal seed has to come first. And the rest of the dead live not for a thousand years. 
Then they were brought up at the white throne judgment. There is no judgment to the royal seed or the predestinated seed of Abraham. Praise be to God. Questions and answers 1964. I have to go through this quickly. Question. Brother Branham. Where will the bride be when the earth explodes and burns up? Will it be in a place like the children of Israel were in Goshen when the plagues fell? And will the bride be on the earth when this takes place? If so, where? And will the bride be all in one place at the time of the rapture? Just listen to Brother Branham. He said, when the earth explodes, the bride, the time of the rapture, will be the awakening of the dead and the get-togethering of the living. The, The awakening of the dead with the living for the rapture to take place. But for the bride, one of them is a rapture way back here before the millennium. And the earth burns up back there after the millennium and after the white throne judgment. The saints will be camped upon the breadth of the earth when Satan comes up and around the beloved city and God rains fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them. That's the scripture. But he said the bride, when she's taken from the church, when the church, then the church age will cease. Laodicea goes into chaos But the bride goes to glory. And the tribulation period sets in upon the sleeping virgin for three and a half years. While Israel is getting its prophecy. Then tribulation sets in upon Israel. And then comes the battle of Armageddon which destroys all things. And then the bride returns back with the groom for a thousand years. The millennium reign. After that comes the white throne judgment. I'm quoting. After that comes the new heavens and the new earth and the new city coming down from God out of heaven. Eternity and time blends together. Are we all together tonight? Then he said the church, the lukewarm, anything outside of the elected bride will go through the tribulation period. They will not rise in the first resurrection. The rest of the dead live not for a thousand years. Just the foreordained, predestinated, elected bride, God's own elections. You say, well, who is it, Brother Branham? I don't know. I can't tell you who it is. But I know it's going to be there because the Lord said they would be. They are the ones that will go up from the tribulation but the rest of them will go through the tribulation and go down and everything will be killed before the millennium then the righteous will shall come out in the millennium and live a thousand years and after the thousand years then the great white throne judgment comes and then the dead both right and wrong is raised and the books are open and the book of life is open and the saints That's you and I. The wife and the husband set and judge the world. And there it comes down to pass. There it comes to pass. Brother Branham said the same. He'll judge all nations with a rod of iron. All nations shall stand before him there. And he'll judge them with the rod of iron. He'll separate the sheep from the goats. And say to the goats depart. And to the sheep come ye blessed of the father. 
Now tonight, I, I wish I had more time to labor on the white throne judgment. Because you talk about a rod of iron that's going to be there about those that rejected the word for the day. I was thinking this week, Brother Derek, of those that have rejected the message and have rejected Brother Branham as being a prophet. And they make all kinds of to do about that. I wonder what's going to go through their heart when Brother Branham comes and he's assigned with this generation and is the prophet to this generation and the bride is collected with with him and we go on to our reward. What those type of people are going to do. You talk about embarrassed. You talk about ashamed. When really they ought to be ashamed now, Brother Jake. They really ought to be embarrassed now because the only real life is in the bride. The only real token is where the Holy Ghost is moving on the face of the earth. And friends, if we don't understand it, God help us not to say anything against it. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the token. It's a positive token. And let everything negative, just let it go. You know, during, I'm just going to quote this out of Questions and Answers 1964. Because some might have a question about brother, uh, uh, about brother, about Satan being bound the thousand years during the millennium. You say, well, where's Satan's going to be during thousand years? Brother Brown said, there you are to the question a while ago at the judgment seat. He said, Jesus and the bride was raptured and went up into glory. And there they was up there and they returned back to the earth and lived a thousand years. At the end of the thousand years, Satan was loosed out of his prison that is bound by an angel with a chain. Now he said, not a log chain, a log chain, but a chain of circumstance. And all his subjects was in hell. Hell that was created for the devil and his angels. It's going to be like a season of circumstance. They're going to be held. They won't be able to torment. They won't be able to come around. They won't be able to do their their deeds. And can you imagine a millennium? Can you imagine a thousand years with brothers and sisters? That's your honeymoon. And Satan is bound for a thousand years. Not with a logging chain, but with a chain of circumstance and all that... He said, was resurrected on the earth, was redeemed, and Jesus with him. Oh, Satan, he couldn't work on nothing. But at the end of the thousand years, in that second resurrection, Brother Branham quotes the scripture, Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection over which the second death has no power. Now notice he said, in the second resurrection, when they come up, then Satan's loosed out of his prison for a little season Then the judgment is set. And he said, now watch. Say, Jesus with the bride as king and queen set at the throne, at the white throne judgment. And the books are open, the books of the sinners. And another book was open, which was the book of life. And every man was judged thus by the bride. That's incredible. I'm giving you a positive word tonight that... Over there, I'm just saying, over there, you're going to judge the earth. You're going to judge cases. And Brother Branham is quoting this, know you not, 
taking these little, ma- little matters before the law. He's talking uh, Paul's language. Here we are down on earth taking things to the law. And here's brother issues or sister issues or issues. And we have to deal with the law. He said, know you not that the saints are going to judge the earth. So it's now the revelation of God trying to encourage the believer now that over there we're going to be judging the earth. We're going to be judging those coming up before the white throne judgment. Oh, friends, that ought to give us a lot of conviction tonight. Be careful with your judgment now. Be careful with your words now. Because it ought to be the token, the life of Jesus. What does God think about that? I think Brother Michael Ray mentioned this on Wednesday night. He was talking about those coming to the judgment. And he was talking about Arthur McCoy that had a dream. He was an evangelist. And he came up to the gatekeeper and it was in a dream. Brother Branham said and his name wasn't there. And, and, and angels looking, I don't see your name. And well, I was an evangelist. So, and he said, sir, sir, uh, is there a chance something went wrong? He said, no, sir, I have the book here and I can't find your name at all. And he said, well, can I do anything about it? And he said, you might appeal your case to the white throne judgment. And that's where Brother Branham said, God help, I don't want to be there. He's talking about a person that has to appeal their life. Oh, I've been good to the believers or I've done something good for this person or I gave some coal to the to the widow or I helped out this brother. No, 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 friends. Don't try to put your works for your salvation. That's what we heard on Wednesday. Grace is abounding. God's love is being projected. Even in the service, God is projecting mercy, projecting grace, warning before judgment. Not that we miss the rapture, but we make it in the rapture. I'm fighting ladybugs up here. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we're going to win. Amen. The Holy Ghost is bigger than all these colds and viruses and troubles in your life. Can you say Amen. The token what I'm preaching about tonight is greater than your bills or your sorrow or your failed test or an issue you're going through. The positive token that we're remaining under is a promise. I will restore all things. And here's Arthur McCoy saying, oh, I guess I'll appeal to the white throne judgment. And he said, if that's my only hope, I'll appeal my case. And, And he went away and he said... He thought he went away, away, and then he began, it was all darkness. And it got lighter and lighter, and it said it seemed like there was no certain place where this light stopped. It was right in the, like I had to go right into the center of it. And a voice came out of there, and he said, who approaches my throne of judgment? And he said, I'm Arthur McCoy, I'm an evangelist. I sent many souls to the kingdom. I mean, maybe today an attitude would be, well, just look down your list. And a lot of those people came from from our ministry or from my giving. and But your name wasn't there. And you've appealed your case. And yes, sir. And wasn't your name not on the book? No. And so you shall receive justice. I'll judge you by my laws. Arthur McCoy, did you ever tell a lie? Now, this is very simple. He's just going to ask a couple questions. Did you ever tell a lie? He thought, I I was a pretty good 
man I thought I was before. I stood in this light. He said, but in the presence of the light, I was a sinner. And he said, you might, you might feel that way tonight. We all feel that way. He said, you might feel secure now, but wait till you come there. How you think it feels when he's anointing. He's talking about how do you feel when he's anointing. That's why we need his anointing in our services. We need his anointing at our homes where the blood should be on the doorpost. Not of the chapel, not just of the camp, not just that Coverdale Bible way, not just your ad, it's not just a physical blood that you need to go home with tonight and put red blood. But is there life there? Is there an anointing there? Is the word there? Oh, tonight I believe the believer's heart is God. I want to run into that place wherever the blood is. Keep us, Lord. Say, what do you hear, Brother John, when you see Laodicea? I hear the screams of mothers and fathers. Brother Eddie, I see the angel of death coming into homes and destroying homes and lives. Screams coming up. Oh, what do I do? And where do we go? And the bride has that anchor that our brother Anthony prayed about. This message has brought an anchor. There's no question now. There's not a question. Did you ever lie? Did you ever lie? And he said, well, I thought I was pretty good. But in the presence of this light under this anointing, I thought I'd been truthful. But there's little things I thought were little white lies and they became big and dark. And he said, yes, sir, I told a lie. I'm coming to something before we close. Because that same presence is in this room right now. That same presence is there in Cloverdale. That same presence is in homes right now. It's the Holy Spirit just brooding. And and now is the time to say, I am sorry. I'm wrong, Lord. Like, take that out of my life. Lord, bring this tenderness back again. Bring this atmosphere back again. I'm saying it tonight. Bring it back to all of us again. Where a little white lie you get it. Say, I got by with that. I get by with another. And pretty soon someone's going way down the line. And, and they need to brought to the place of saying, God, I'm wrong. Not at the white throne judgment. When you're jumping over the banister and screaming out, mercy, mercy. This is the day. To say, God, I want your mercy. That was the first question. Uh, I, uh, did you ever steal? Uh, I mean, here's an evangelist. Did you ever steal? I thought I'd been honest about things and never stole. But in the presence of that light, I realized there were some deals that I pulled that just wasn't right. And he's, yes, sir, I've stole. And then, my, can you imagine? You've lied. You've stealed. It's almost over. Then you've lived your whole life. You know better than that. And I was just getting ready to hear my judgment. And he just was about ready to hear the sentence. Depart into everlasting fire. Which was prepared for the devil and his angels. And every bone was coming apart. You know, you talking about an anointing. And then I heard the sweetest voice I ever heard in my life. And I turned to look and there was the sweetest face I ever seen. Sweeter than a mother's face. Sweeter voice than my mother ever called me. And I looked around and that voice said, Father, that is true. 
He did tell lies and he wasn't just honest. But down on earth, he stood for me. He said, now I'll stand in his place. You say, well, that's what I want. That's what I want to hear. And Brother Branham goes on to say, I, I want to stand for him now then. That when that time comes, he stood in my place. He's talking about now is the day to say, I've stolen. I've lied. I've done this. Today is the day to say that. This is our judgment. Oh, you say, well, I don't have the anointing. Oh, I don't see that light. I don't feel nothing, Brother John. Well, friends, you definitely don't want to wait till that day and under that light and under that anointing. Tonight is the night. Why would you wait and why would you linger? After all that we've heard, and Brother Michael Ray on Wednesday, Brother Murphy this morning, we've heard Brother Tim Dodd, our pastor, Brother Biscoe, Brother brother uh, Tom Ray, our Brother Ken Andes, our Brother Ernie. How many visiting ministers? I mean, Brother Derek, how many camp services have we had on this campground? How many skits have been in this very building? Where in those moments the presence of God would come down and bring such a conviction and a closeness. Where you'd have almost a whole junior camp here at the altar crying. Giving their hearts just breaking through learning how to pray. They felt that conviction. And now it just seems like no more no matter what happens. People become so cold. So icy. So unresponsive. I'll say Lord. Oh Lord send your power just now. Bring us back to that place. Just don't come now, but our musicians just get ready to come as we remain under this positive token. And I want you to leave tonight with this in your heart that it's such a positive token, such a positive message. Come, come. It's like Noah and the ark. Come, come. But when the door is shut, even brother Noah couldn't open the door. Even Sister Noah, our Sunday school teacher, and maybe she's a little sister with her glasses like this, and she's an elder, and she was the Sunday before saying, come on in. I want all of you to come in, young people, kiddies, everyone. And now the door is shut. Bam. And they're banging on the door, banging on the door. Let us in. And even she's crying. Oh, Honey, can't we open the door? And No, I want to open the door, but what is it? They crossed the line. This is serious tonight. Brother John is feeling to close the service. Very serious. Because in souls that are in prison, Brother Branham said, I've saw the vision of both places. I believe I've been in both places. I see the redeemed and the blessed. And I see the lost where they go. And that's why I stand here as your brother today to warn you to flee from that downward path. Don't ever go down that road. And you've got everything to live for. That blessed upward way where the redeemed are in joy and peace. And they can't sin. They can't be sorry. Think about this as we close the service. They can't be sorry. We'll never be sorry for one time we prayed. We'll never be sorry for any service we were at or any meeting we heard or every tape we listened to. They're not going to be sorry. 
They helped with the translation. They're not going to be sorry. They helped bring someone to Christ. Say, I did what I could. I raised my children. I, I did what I could, Brother John. Maybe one of our young people tonight or young adults is coming to themselves and they've seen a lot of years of maybe wastefulness and where they just didn't appreciate. And you say, I'm sorry. God receives your forgiveness, but we are going to a place where we're not going to be sorry then that we made the right decision. He can't. He said they can't. There's nothing. They're perfect. He said, I've seen both places. And I know that's an awful statement for a person to make. But God being my judge, I solemnly believe I've been in both places. This is what brother was on Brother John's heart. This is why I read this quote, Brother Ryan. He said, Far be it from any person ever entering that regions of the lost. If you were standing with hot wires bored through you, tormented in every way, it'd be not like that devil torment there in that place. Standing with hot wires bored through you, tormented in every way. It would be not like that devil torment in that place. So get it out of your mind. They're asking you, would you like Pepsi? Would you like root beer? Would you like a glass of milk? Would you like a latte? Would you like a hot cocoa? It's not like that. He said there could be nothing. The human mind couldn't comprehend what that reasons of the lost is. There is no way to explain it. And there's no way... To explain what the regions of the blessed is. It's so great. That's so horrible. And this is so great. From the ridiculous to the sublime. He said I'm getting to be an old man. And I don't know how much longer I've got. I'll soon be 55 years old. I don't know. According to nature he said I may not have too many more years. He was gone within some months. But he said I don't know where this tape will go. But let everyone hear, hear, and on the tape or wherever it may go. Don't never go towards that regions of the lost. You can't picture hell being that bad. And whatever you do, don't you never forget this. That the regions of the blessed, what I would say like St. Paul, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard. Neither hath it entered into the heart of man what God has for them in store that love him. So he said, so stop. If you're listening at the tape, turn the machine off and repent if you're not saved and get right with God. Isn't that positive? How many believe that's positive tonight? You say, well, that's surely God throwing out a lifeline. That's surely God extending. That's God warning. Warning. Yes, sure it is. Don't spurn the mercy. Don't spurn it tonight. In Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads together. Brother Branham was a little boy. And things that are to be. He talks about this when he was a little boy and got shot in the legs. This 14, 15 year old young man. Wasn't really where he should be with the Lord. And the doctor was 
there and he felt himself sinking. He was a teenager, a young man sinking into a dark eternity. And he, I'd, I'd holler for Papa and I'd say, oh, Papa, help me. And there was no Papa there. Oh, Mama, help me. Can you imagine a young man screaming for his mama? Mama! And there was no mama there. Oh God! God help me! And there was no God there. Oh you say brother John you're just emotional. You're just a preacher. You're just this. Can you imagine a young man going to his place screaming for his pop. Oh daddy! There's no daddy there. Brother Andrew Reeves or Brother Jeremy or Brother Josh screamed out, Oh, Daddy, Brother Steve's right back. They'd say, Here I am, son. Could you imagine going to a place? Brother Steve and all three of his sons are in this service. Any of them cry, Oh, Daddy, Brother Steve would scream, Here I am, son. Can you imagine going to a place? Daddy! There ain't no daddy there. Oh, mama. No voice, no sweet voice, no sweet face. You get desperate. You get desperate. Oh, God. Oh, God. Tonight, the same words. And God is right there. He's listening. What do you want? I'm listening. Say, I was wrong here, God. I I stole something here. Oh, evangelist. Have you ever stolen? Well, down on earth, I thought I was a pretty good. I thought I was a pretty good Christian. But in the presence of this light under the anointing. I, friends, we need to be under that anointing. Now, our children need to be under that anointing tonight. Oh, God. Oh, God. And to have him come by their way in a living room, in a chapel, in a sanctuary. Or have we got so icy cold? But there's no answer. And then they just go out and the music gets worse. Their activities get worse. Movies get worse. Hell gets worse. Oh God. Bring your presence. Into every home. Into every place now. Let's be close. Our last Sunday of October. It's fleeting by. The summer is past. Heavenly Father. Don't let nobody hear. The sound of our voices go to a place where they cry out to God and there's no God there. Just endless, horrible nightmare. He said burning, blazing hell would be a pleasure being up a side of that. Falling through there and I thought, oh my, over and over. And I got into a place where there's smoke and dark and sick. And oh, what a feeling. It was death on me. Death 
on me, death, angel, coming through the land. Say, what is all this perplexity? What is all this division? What is all this fighting? It's the death angel. Tonight, we have a positive token. We can pull ourselves under this banner of the Holy Spirit and say, God, come into my life. Come into my spouse. Come into my children. Come into our loved ones. Come into our church. Come into the atmosphere. Come into the situation. I spoke to Brother Sebastian and said, the future is uncertain, but God's in control of every issue and every situation. I say that to every person here tonight. God's in control. With every head bowed, who would say, Lord, I want to remain under this positive token. Keep me under the blood. Keep me under this blood. Keep me, Lord. I'm running under this this blood, this word, God. You know what we have need of. You know our needs in the season we're in. Some need healing. Some need strength. Some need comfort. Some need deliverance. Some need spirits cast out of them. Some need a double portion. Some need divine energy. Oh, God. It's not in getting a double, triple vente. It's the Holy Ghost. Giving you strength. I'm not speaking negative about those things. You understand. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the positive assurance. It's our identification. It's our seal. It's our anchor. It's our healing. It's my strength giver tonight. Oh, God bless you, you that raised your hands. Let's stand. Oh, draw me nearer, nearer, oh, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross, where Thou hast died.
Still amazing. 
another tomorrow and you pray in your devotion or pray with him alone he's there don't ever go to a place where he doesn't want to go where he's a stranger where he feels awkward and tonight we have this privilege of taking him home with us and living under this positive token what other life would you want to live in it's not even real brother Jeremiah. There's no other life that's even real. His loving kindness is even better than our natural lives. Life isn't worth living without Jesus. You have Jesus. You've heard his word today. You heard it this morning. About ready to go again, Brother Jonathan. Then another day. Brother Jonathan came and spent almost a whole day Tuesday getting new radios, getting transmitters and Rate antennas trying to get it so we can be here. And he's testing back to the church, trying to get it right. Trying to keep the connection, trying to get the connection. How much more? The Lord Jesus trying to get, keep a connection, keep love flowing, keep grace, keep mercy. Let them know. Let them know. Don't take warning. As a bad thing. It's grace. Before judgment. Before a person would make a wrong decision. Or do something. That's not the heart of God. God's warning you. God's speaking to you. He's pecking to you. Now it's time to go. We don't know how much more. Of these times we're going to have together. We need to just pull right in and say, God, I want to soak in the atmosphere. Can you put them on the screen, Brother Jonathan? Thank you. We don't know in the coming weeks if God would tarry or months what would happen. Oh, yeah. The things that we should have cherished the most when they're taken away. Don't let our hearts get hardened and callous now. Just soak it in. Oh, your grace, it's still a 
for this day. Thank you for this Sunday. We've been able to share together in your presence. Those in their homes, we have sought to create an atmosphere. Those in the sanctuary, the balcony, those working behind the scenes. Lord, I so often think of them and their wives and their children. I think of our ministers their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I think of Brother Tim Dodd tonight. Couldn't even cross the border. Couldn't be here for a baby dedication. But I know deep down in his heart, like the scripture says, I have no greater joy than to know that my children are walking in truth and to see Abigail standing as a mother. Brother Jeremy standing as a father and Brother Sebastian. God, may these baby dedications, may the baptisms and rebaptisms that we've had these last few months, and may the times that we've shared be precious moments. But most of all, when we're alone with you, let it be more precious and dear. Go with us now. Lay your hand upon every situation. And we thank you, God. Go with us now. Until we can be back together, until we can communicate with one another, your will be done. We pray, Lord Jesus, let us remain under this positive token. Amen. Amen. I think next Sunday night at four o'clock is the next gathering in the chapel, maybe. I think there'll be announcements to follow. Just bringing clarity to that, but we just pray the Lord Jesus will bless you and bless your families and Bless you there in Cloverdale. Do we still have them on, Brother Jonathan? We can see you. God bless all of you and the saints. We've been a little longer tonight. God strengthen your families and be with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. You can wave to one another. Greet one another as we go. We'll sing a little bit. God bless you. You can turn around. bless you brothers